Gershaw 40, Balak. Now Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorite. Moab was very afraid of the people because there were so many of them. Moab was overcome with dread because of the people of Israel. So Moab said to the leaders of Midian, This horde will lick up everything around us, the way an ox licks up grass in the field. Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of Moab at the time. He sent messengers to Bilam, the son of Boah, at Petor by the Euphrates River in his native land to tell him, Listen, the people has come out of Egypt, spread over all the land, and settled down next to me. Therefore, please come and curse this people for me because they are stronger than I am. Maybe I will be able to strike them down and drive them out of the land, for I know that whomever you bless is in fact blessed, and whomever you curse is in fact cursed. The leaders of Moab and Midian left, taking with them the payment for divining came to Bilaam and spoke to him the words of Balak. He said to them, Stay here tonight, and I will bring you back whatever answer Adonai tells me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Bilaam. God came to Bilaam and said, Who are these men with you? Bilaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me this message. The people who came out of Egypt had spread over the land. Now come and curse them for me. Maybe I will be able to fight against them and drive them out. God answered Bilaam, You are not to go with them. You are not to curse the people, because they are blessed. Bilaam got up in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Return to your own land, because Adonai refuses to give me permission to go with you. The princes of Moab got up, returned to Balak, and said, Bilaam refuses to come with us. Balak again sent princes, more of them, and of higher status than the first group. They went to Bilaam and said to him, Where is what Balak the son? Here is what Balak the son of Zippor says. Please don't let anything keep you from coming to me. I will reward you very well, and whatever you say to me, I will do. So please come and curse this people for me. Bilaam answered the servants of Balak. Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of Adonai, my God, to do anything great or small. Now please, you too, stay here tonight, so that I may find out what else Adonai will say to me. God came to Bilaam during the night and said to him, If the men have come to summon you, get up and go with them, but do only what I tell you. So Bilaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. But God's anger flared up because he went. And the angel of Adonai stationed himself on the path. 
to bar his way. He was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. The donkey saw the angel of Adonai standing on the road, drawn sword in hand. So the donkey turned off the road into the field, and Bilaam had to beat the donkey to get him back on the road. Then the angel of Adonai stood on the road where it became narrow as it passed among the vineyards and had stone walls on both sides. The donkey saw the angel of Adonai and pushed up against the wall, crushing Bilaam's foot against the wall. So he beat him again. The angel of Adonai moved ahead and stood in a place so tight that there was no room to turn either right nor left. Again, the donkey saw the angel of Adonai and lay down under Bilaam, which made him so angry that they hit the donkey with his stick. But Adonai enabled the donkey to speak, and it said to Bilaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Bilaam said to the donkey, It's because you've been making a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand. I would kill you on the spot. The donkey said to Bilaam, I'm your donkey, right? You've ridden me all your life, right? I have never treated you like this before. No, he admitted. Then Adonai opened Bilaam's eyes so that he could see the angel of Adonai standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell on his face. The angel of Adonai said to him, Why did you hit your donkey three times like that? I have come out here to bar your way, because you are rushing to oppose me. The donkey saw me and turned aside these three times, and indeed, if she hadn't turned away from me, I would have killed you by now and saved it alive. Bilaam said to the angel of Adonai, I have sinned. I didn't know that you were standing on the road to block me. Now, therefore, if what I am doing displeases you, I will go back. But the angel of Adonai said to Bilaam, No, go on with your with the men. But you are to say only what I tell you to say. So Bilaam went along with the princes of Balak. When Balak heard that Bilaam had come, he went out to meet him in the city of Moab at the Arnon border, in the furthest reaches of the territory. Balak said to Bilaam, I sent more than once to summon you. Why didn't you come to me? Did you think I couldn't pay enough? Bilaam replied to Balak, Here, I've come to you, but I have no power of my own to say anything. The word that God puts in my mouth is what I will say. Bilaam went to Balak. When they arrived at Tir Hatzuk, Balak sacrificed cattle and sheep, then sent to Bilaam and the princes with him. In the morning, Balak took Bilaam and brought him up to the high places of Baal. From there, he could see a portion of the people. Bilaam said to Balak, Build me seven altars here, and prepare me seven bulls and seven rams. 
Balak did as Bilaam said. Then Balak and Bilaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Bilaam said to Balak, Stand by your burnt offering while I go up. Maybe Adonai will come and meet me. And whatever he shows me, I will tell you. He went off to a bare hill. God met Bilaam, who said to him, I prepared the seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Adonai put a word in Bilaam's mouth and said, Go back to Balak and speak as I tell you. He went back to him, and there, standing by his burnt offering, he, with all the princes of Moab, made this pronouncement. Balak, the king of Moab, brings me from Aram, from the eastern hill, saying, Come, curse Jacob for me. Come and denounce Israel. How am I to curse those whom God has not cursed? How am I to denounce those whom Adonai has not denounced? From the top of the rocks I see them. From the hills I behold them. Yes, a people that will dwell alone and not think itself one of the nations. Who has counted the dust of Jacob or numbered the ashes of Israel? May I die as the righteous die. May I end, may my end be like theirs. Balak, Balak said, said to Balaam, What have you done to me? To curse my enemies is why I brought you, and here you have totally blessed them. He answered, Mustn't I take care to say just what Adonai puts in my mouth? Balak said to him, All right, come with me to another place where you can see them. You will see only some of them, not all, but you can curse them for me from there. He took him through the field of Zophon to the top of the Pisgah range, built seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Bilaam said to Balak, stand here, by, my, by your burnt offering while I go over there for a meeting. Adonai met Bilaam, put a word in his mouth and said, go on back to Balak and speak as I tell you. He came to him and stood by his burnt offering with all the princes of Moab. Balak asked him, what did Adonai say? Then Bilaam made this pronouncement. Get up, Balak, and listen. Turn your ears to me, son of Zipper. God is not a human who lies, or a mortal who changes his mind. When he says something, he will do it. When he makes a promise, he will fulfill it. Look, I am ordered to bless. When he blesses, I can't reverse it. No one has seen guilt in Jacob or perceived perversity in Israel. Adonai their God is with them and acclaimed as king among them. God who brought them out of Egypt gives them the strength of a wild ox. Thus one can't put a spell on Jacob. No magic will work against Israel. It can now be said of Jacob and Israel What is this that God has done? Here is a people rising up like a lioness. Like a lion, he rears himself up. He will not lie down till he eats up his prey 
and drinks the blood of the slain. Balak said to Bilaam, obviously, you won't curse them, but at least don't bless them. However, Bilaam answered Balak, didn't I warn you that I must do everything Adonai says? Balak said to Bilaam, come, I will take you now to another place. Maybe it will please God for you to curse them for me from there. Balak took Bilaam to the top of Pahor, overlooking the desert. Balaam said to Balak, Build me seven altars here and prepare me seven bulls and seven rams. Balak did as Bilaam said and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. When Bilaam saw that it pleased Adonai to bless Israel, he didn't go, as at the other times to make use of divination, but looked out toward the desert. Bilaam raised his eyes and saw Israel in camp, tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and he made this pronouncement. This is the speech of Bilaam son of Boab, the speech of the man whose eyes have been opened the speech of him who hears God's words, who sees what Shaddai sees, who has fallen yet has open eyes. How lovely are your tents, Jacob, your encampments, Israel. They spread out like valleys, like gardens by the riverside, like succulent aloes planted by Adonai, like cedar trees next to the water. Water will flow from their branches. Their seed will have water aplenty. Their king will be higher than Agag, and his kingdom lifted high. God, who brought them out of Egypt, gives them the strength of a wild ox. They will devour the nations opposing them, break their bones, pierce them with their arrows. When they lie down, they crouch like a lion or like a lioness. Who dares to rouse it? Blessed be all who bless you and cursed be all who curse you. Balak blazed with fury against Bilaam. He struck his hands together and said to Bilaam, I summoned you to curse my enemies, but here you have done nothing but bless them three times already. Now you had better escape to your own place. I had planned to reward you very well, but now Adonai has deprived you of payment. Bilaam answered Balak, Didn't I tell the messengers you sent me that even Balak would give me his palace full of silver and gold? I could not of my own accord go beyond the word of Adonai to do either good or bad. That what Adonai said is what I would say. But now that I'm going back to my own people, come, so I will warn you that this people will do to your people in the afterlife. So he made this pronouncement. This is the speech of Bilaam, son of Beor, the speech of the man whose eyes have been opened, 
the speech of him who hears God's words, who knows what Elyon knows, who sees what Shaddai sees, who has fallen yet has open eyes. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not soon. A star will step forth from Jacob, a scepter will rise from Israel to crush the corners of Moab and destroy all descendants of Shep. His enemies will be his possessions, Edom and Seir's possessions. Israel will do valiantly. From Jacob will come someone who will rule, and he will destroy what is left of the city. He saw Amalek and made this pronouncement. First among nations was Amalek, but destruction will be its end. He saw the Canaan and made this pronouncement. Though your dwelling is firm, your nest set on rock, Cain will be wasted while captive to Asher. Finally, he made this pronouncement. Oh no, who can live when God does this? But ships will come from the coast of Kittim to subdue Asher and subdue Ever, but they too will come to destruction. Then Bilaam got up, left, and returned to his home, and Balak, too, went his way. Israel stayed in Shechem, and there the people began whoring with the women of Moab. These women invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, where the people ate and bowed down to their gods. With Israel thus, Joined to Baal Peor, the anger of Adonai blazed up against Israel. Adonai said to Moses, Take all the chiefs of the people and hang them facing the sun before Adonai, so that the raging fury of Adonai will turn away from Israel. Moses said to the judges of Israel, Each of you is to put to death those in his tribe who have joined themselves to Baal Peor. Just then, in the sight of Moses, the whole community of Israel, as they were weeping at the entrance of the tent of meeting, a man from Israel came by, bringing to his family a woman from Midian. When Pincus, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the Cohen, saw it, he got up from the middle of the crowd took a spear in his hand and pursued the man of Israel right into the inner part of the tent where he thrust his spear through both of them, the man from Israel and the woman through her stomach. Thus was the plague among the people of Israel stopped. Nevertheless, 24,000 died in the plague. Next, we have Micah 5, 6 through 6, 8. And that's page 752. If you have the same Bible as us. Yes, the complete Jewish Bible, David Stern. They will shepherd the land of Asher with the sword, the land of Nimrod at its gates, and he will rescue us from Asher when he invades our land, when he overturns our borders, 
then the remnant of Jacob, surrounded by many peoples, will be like dew from Adonai, like showers on the grass, which doesn't wait for man or expect anything from mortals. The remnant of Jacob among the nations, surrounded by many peoples, will be like a lion among forest animals, like a young lion among flocks of sheep. If it passes through, tramples, and tears to pieces, there is no one to rescue them. Your hand will be raised over your enemies. All your adversaries will be destroyed. When that day comes, says Adonai, I will cut off your horses from among you and destroy your chariots. I will cut off the cities of your land and lay waste your strongholds. I will cut off sorceries from your land. You will no longer have soothsayers. I will cut off the carved images of standing stones from among you. No longer will you worship what your own hands have made. I will pull up your sacred poles from among you and destroy your enemies. I will wreck, I will wreck vengeance in anger and fury on the nations because they would not listen. So listen now to what Adonai says. Stand up and state your case to the mountains. Let the hills hear what you have to say. Listen, mountains, to Adonai's case. Also, you are enduring rocks that support the earth. Adonai has a case against his people. He wants to argue it out with Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me. I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I redeemed you from a life of slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to lead you. My people, just remember what Balak, the king of Moab, had planned. What Bilaam, the son of Beor, answered him. And what happened between Shedom and Gilgal, so that you will understand the saving deeds of Adonai. With what can I come before Adonai to bow down before God on high? Should I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves in their first year? Would Adonai take delight in thousands of rams with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Could I give my firstborn to pay for my crimes, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Human being, you have already been told what is good, what Adonai demands of you, no more than to act justly, love, grace, and walk in purity with your God. And then we have 2 Peter 2, 1 through 22. So that would be the whole of 2 Peter 2, page 15, 22. But among the people, there were also false prophets, just as there will be false teachers among you. Under false pretenses, they will introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, and thus bring on themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their debaucheries, and because of them, the true way will be maligned. 
In their greed, they will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their punishment decreed long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. For God did not spare the angels who sinned. On the contrary, he put them in gloomy dungeons lower than Sheol to be held for judgment. And he did not spare the ancient world. On the contrary, he preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others and brought the flood upon the world of ungodly people. And he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, reducing them to ashes and ruin as a warning to those in the future who would live ungodly lives. But he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the debauchery of those unprincipled people. For the wicked deeds which that righteous man saw and heard as he lived among them, tormented the righteous heart day after day. So the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and how to hold the wicked until the day of judgment while continuing to punish them, especially those who follow their old natures in lust of filth and who despise authority. Presumptuous and self-willed, these false teachers do not tremble at insulting angelic beings, whereas angels, through those stronger and more powerful, do not bring before the Lord an insulting charge against them. But these people acting without thinking, like animals without reason, born to be captured and destroyed, insult things about which they have no knowledge. When they are destroyed, their destruction will be total. They will be paid back harm as wages for the harm they are doing. Their idea of pleasure is carousing in broad daylight. They are spots and defects revealing in their deceptions as they share meals with you. For they have eyes always on the lookout for a woman who will commit adultery. Eyes that never stop sinning. And they have a heart that has exercised itself in greed so that they seduce unstable people. What a cursed brood. These people have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Bilam ben Beor, who loved the wages of doing harm, but was rebuked for his sin. A dumb beast of burden spoke out with a human voice and restrained the prophet's insanity. Waterless springs they are, mists, driven by a gust of wind. For them has been reserved the blackest darkness. Mouthing grandiosities of nothingness, they play on the desires of the old nature in order to seduce with debaucheries people who have just begun to escape from those whose way of life is wrong. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For a person is a slave to whatever has defeated him. Indeed, 
if they have once escaped their pollutions of the world through knowing the Lord and Deliverer, Yeshua, the Messiah, and then have again become entangled and defeated by them. Their latter condition has become worse than their former. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than fully knowing to turn from the holy command delivered to them. What has happened to them accords with the pure, with the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit. Yes, the pig washed itself only to wallow in the mud. Thank you, Father God, for a great parashah. Thank you for reminding us of, of the false prophets and false teachers that are among us. Father God, please show us the correct way and keep us on your narrow path and help us to stay within the vow we made to follow your directions, Lord. We um, humble ourselves before you and enjoy and we we celebrate that we are among your people lord we celebrate that you've made so many promises to us and we can we can stand by them forever and in these end times lord help us to be strong in the name of yeshua the messiah we pray amen amen